This is a message for Nick's kidnapper. He is a husband, a father. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Lug It Up podcast. Kind, this is your host, Elias Rouch. Loving. Today we are discussing gentle. clickbait. You made a terrible mistake. Yeah, clickbait. Clickbait is an American-Australian drama streaming television miniseries created by Tony Ayers and Christian White. Ayers serves as the showrunner, while Brad Anderson, Emma Freeman, Ben Young, and Laura Beasley are set to direct. It is released on Netflix August 25th, 2021. Sorry, I just noticed this was casting a shadow on my ass. Hopefully that works. Um, so let me see. Uh, this is a drama thriller starring Zoe Krasen, Betty Gabriel, Phoenix uh, Rael, or sorry, Rai, um, Abraham Liam, Adrian Greenier, uh, Mo- Model G Foster, and Jesse Collins. So this is an eight episode miniseries on netflix it's one of those random series that come out of nowhere no the thing about netflix is they'll just drop something like it's hot and they'll give like no fanfare about it they're all about wom word of mouth um so the synopsis for this is clickbait explores the ways dangerous and uncontrolled impulses are fueled in the age of social media and reveals the most widening fractures between virtual and real-life personas. It is set in Oakland, California, but was mostly filmed in Melbourne, Australia. I'll kind of go into a little bit of detail about why. Um, so for the production of this... Enhance. Whoops, that was a dehance. Uh, for the production... In August 2019, it was uh, announced Netflix would uh, produce an eight-episode series created and directed by, sorry, created and produced by Tony Ayers, Christian White, and da- uh, Christian White with David Heyman serving as producer and uh, Heyday Television Banner. Um, so I guess David Heyman is one of the producers in Harry Potter. Holy shit, this dude's got some money. Um, yeah, he's won three Academy Awards nomination, sorry, award nominations for his work in Gravity, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Marriage Story. So this dude has some accolades, um, as a producer. Um, Brad Anderson, he was the director of The Machinist and with Christian Bale in 04, um, Session 9 in 01, The Call in 2013. Um, nothing too crazy. Um, and so in 2020, Avery, uh, sorry, in 2020, in 2019, principal photography began production on the series was suspended in March, 2020 due to COVID-19 pandemic in November, 2020, the series review, uh, resumed, uh, filming in Melbourne, Australia. And then it was released subsequently on August 25th, 2021. It's got an approved rating on Netflix on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, about 52% right now, um, which I would have to agree with mostly. Um, clickbait is something I, I will, I, I'll refrain from saying the easy things like it lives up to its name or it lives up to the title of what it's representing. Um, but it kind of is. There's eight episodes, and each episode is essentially taking a different perspective of this abduction of one of the characters. And without going into too many spoilers, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about the first episode, and we're going to talk about the last episode. And kind of in between there, we'll talk a little bit about some of the most important parts, the most memorable parts, the most uh, interesting aspects about the show. So, um, with saying that, uh, I'll, I'll kind of 
navigate you where, where we're at in the season. So if you've only seen the first episode, you'll have time to jump out before we uh, talk about the rest of the season. So the first episode is essentially the premise of the show. The premise of the show, we're getting ready to talk about this. So if there's spoilers, if you don't want to hear anything about the show, um, then this is where you hop out now. So, um, yeah, the premise of the show is, uh, let me see. I'm going to go ahead and give the uh, episode one uh, synopsis. Episode one, the sister. After fighting with her brother, Nick Brewer, at a family dinner, Pia Brewer angrily goes out for a night on the town and accidentally drops her phone in the toilet. The next day while at work, a patient she attends to shows her a video of Nick her brother visibly beaten and holding up a card that says, I abuse women. Now this video is being shown on what is kind of like a YouTube esque website, but it's not exactly uh, it's not an American website, so they can't control it, so to speak. But this is where one of my first issues comes in with the believability of the season uh, of this, of this entire series. The believability of the series is having to stretch the your believability to the furthest and nth degree. I don't think it's believable at one point that this would ever happen to this degree. I mean, they have movies like Untraceable that have sort of to do with this, you know, live streaming of someone being kidnapped kind of thing. But they always are able to shut it down or block it way quicker than what they're able to explain in this. And they're not exactly looking for super realistic. It's a more like heightened realism in this. Um, and it's more about like what's happening to the characters, not necessarily how it's happening. So anyways, uh, she, she sees her brother is visibly beaten, uh, beaten in this video and is holding up a card that says, I abuse women. Then he holds up a different card that says, at 5 million views, I die. Distraught, Pia attempts to contact Nick, but is unable to, uh, unable to, as her phone is still dying at her apartment. I'm sorry, drying at her apartment in Rice. Um, she contacts Nick's cell phone through her work phone and then arrives at his workplace, but then learns that Nick has uh, not arrived at work yet. He's a volleyball coach uh, at a high school or something. Pia then goes to Nick's wife, uh, Nick's wife, Sophie, at a school where she teaches, and both of them proceed to go to the police. They meet Detective Roshan, who assures them that everything is being done to verify the situation, which I don't believe that at all. The, the police are kind of slow to the come up in this at all. I, I do feel like the police are not believable in this, so you've got to take that with a grain of salt. Uh, we'll come back to Detective Roshan here in a minute. Nick and Sophia's kids, Ethan and Kai, have also seen the video and are staying out of school for the, for the time being. Uh, Pia retrieves her phone and finds a voice message from Nick who apologizes for their fight and says there are things he needs to talk about with her. And so there's this instant like something's going on between Pia, something's going on between Nick's, everyone's holding secrets, people don't trust each other. And on top of that, they are watching this video on repeat of her brother that says the more views that the once they get to a certain amount of views, he's going to die. And they are actually contributing to more views on the video, having to look back at it. And so it's like, is nobody going to record the video and look at it offline? Like nobody, nobody's thinking about this type of stuff as if they were like a real tech guy or anything like that. So anyways, I, that, that, that's my first thing. I'm like, Oh my God, are you serious? Um, so yeah, the, the first thing is you have to believe that the video wouldn't be taken off like almost immediately. You think anything would make 5,000 views? I don't think so. So uh, let me see. Uh, yeah, the police are like, we can't trash, shut the video down. It's not an American site. That's not how that works. That's not how that works at all. <laughs> oh, God. So um, let me see. 
So yeah, uh, Pia retrieves her phone, finds a voice message from Nick who apologizes for their fight and says there are things he needs to talk to her about. Um, Pia goes to see if their mother has heard from him, but uh, after she's realizing she is not, she opts to keep her in the dark about the video instead, which I'm not sure if that was the best course of action. Um, the police uh, ask Sophia, sorry, Sophie and Pia to return for the secondary review after a second video is released. Nick holding a sign that really that reads, I killed a woman. So on top of the believability of the internet, of them not being able to shut down this live stream, you have to believe that they're not going to shut down the live stream. You have to believe that the police are entirely way more interested in what the signs he's holding up than actually really finding him. And I feel like that's kind of the misfire of the show right off the bat is that the police are more like way more interested in if Nick is actually abusing and killing women and not so much, you know, finding out where he's being kidnapped at. And it's like, I understand those are interesting signs to the police that would try to help them inform the case, but I really did feel like they weren't really that excited about trying to find him. It was more about like, but what, but, but what about the signs he's holding up? You know, what if they're more like concerned about that? And it's like, that's not the, the police should be worried about getting the person that's kidnapped back first and then worried about if he's quote unquote killed, abused, did, did anything to any of these women. Cause there's not even like evidence of that at this point. The evidence is that there's a missing guy and not the crimes the guy has committed. I, I don't know. It just feels like a misfire for someone to really be thinking about like the police care more about the signs he's holding up and not so much about where this guy is being held captive. Um, so that was my biggest problem with the first episode almost um so this is he has a sign that says i killed a woman sophia and uh pia sorry sophie and pia confirmed that the first two signs uh he was holding were nick's handwriting and the third is not so i mean what does that even mean he's you can clearly sell, tell he's being beaten you can clearly tell he's under distress it's not like he would be holding these signs up for because he wanted to so okay the investigation now moves on uh, now moves more missing persons to the homicide department outside of the station. Pia confronts Nick about the Nick's. Uh, so Sophie confronts Nick about, sorry, Pia confronts Sophie about Nick's voicemail, but later tells her not to share it with the police who are beginning to suspect, uh, suspect Nick of confessing to crimes he committed. Pia returns to her workplace to ask a patient of hers, Vince for help. Um, Vince has started a forum where an online community is examining the videos for clues on Nick's whereabouts. Now, this felt very cool and very uh, realistic. I feel like if you have a community of people that are trying to do something and figure out a clue, figure out something, it's like they will people will go through the most minute details on something and be like oh yes he was here they're looking at the top left screen that's a block from 1978 has paint that was more that was only available in the 80s and so therefore he has to be in the back of a warehouse you know it's like holy santa claus that would be really cool now another issue i had with this uh was i don't know if this was like a big take on the story if this was supposed to be that uh specific to it but there is Almost every other dude, if not every dude, is hitting on Pia while her brother is missing within the first 48 hours. So Pia matches with Detective Roshan on like a Tinder app or something like that. Swipe right, swipe left kind of thing. And that's when she matched with him the night before when she dropped her phone in the toilet and never got in touch with him. So like Rosh, Detective Roshan is immediately when he meets Pia, he immediately knows who she is and he's pissed or he's aggravated that she didn't like hit him up. What? And then in the middle of this, I don't remember if it was this episode or an episode two, I think it's an episode two, but clearly this guy Vince is interested in Pia and, and tries to like make a move. 
And uh, now we're going to start talking about the next couple episodes, but there are guys throughout this entire season, like hitting on this lady that is just within 48 hours had her brother kidnapped and live streamed about. <laughs> so I was like, can they stop? Can y'all horny bastards stop? Can y'all just not with that? I just, was that like a, is that a big thing that people are doing? I, I, I don't even know if I want to know that. That's just so frustrating on so many levels. I, I couldn't even imagine. Um, but yes, anyways, we have this guy, Vince. Vince has started a forum when an online community is examining videos for clues on the Knicks whereabouts. Afterwards, the forum points out clues to clues in the background that suggest Nick is being held in a delivery van. Managing to narrow down the model use, Pia brings this information to the police who managed to track down the van after the video has reached 5 million views. So throughout this entire first episode, I got to say that um, the views are just flying through the roof. It's like over one, one million views in the first maybe 20 minutes after or 15 minutes after he's captured. And so when I realized that we were going every time Mia was looking at the uh, every time Mia was looking at the video and it was gaining views and the views were going up by millions not like thousands that i was like oh dude this guy's gonna be dead i knew by like 15 minutes in the show that i was like this guy's gonna be dead by the end of the first episode um and i think they end up that we're gonna start talking about spoilers for the rest of the season so if you haven't um seen the rest of the season this is where you're gonna hop out now um yeah so uh i Loose, loose to no recommend for me. It's a not recommend for me. Uh, go watch Outer Banks or something else on Netflix. Um, so anyways, the, the problem with this is on top of all of these random things that are going on, um, the good things that are going on is the acting. The acting is great. I, I, I never felt like I was in the hands of a bad director nor a bad actor like i always felt like they were in tune with the scene they were always bringing the best emotion beautiful cinematography i gotta say that the camera work and cinematography in this is, is looks great um i was never i never felt like i was visually it, it was visually dull so um yeah there are some good parts about it from from that standpoint but i gotta say i was bored more times than none the perspective vantage point they're doing in each episode is just not interesting to me there's when you peel apart a crime mystery story and the crime mystery story is dividing all of the most interesting characters into their own episodes i think you can only do that from a long long form storytelling when you have that type of time to do it otherwise i feel like i barely got to hang out with the right characters and so it became a little bit more contrived and it felt like they, the story was uh, trying to string me along a way where I was like, that doesn't even make sense to me. And I don't, I don't believe that. So I don't know why any character would do that. So um, that was my biggest problem that I, I felt like the story was like, they didn't take their audience as you know, being very smart at all, you know, they didn't, it's not like they were hand holding us, but it, uh, holding our hand through the story, but it, it's something different about it. It just didn't feel like the natural progression of how a crime story would go at all. It just felt like an excuse kind of have the different vantage points, the different perspectives, and then to loosely talk about how like this would, uh, be spread through social media. Um, and how, you know, the perspectives of that and people going the uh, uncanny, un-extra mile they shouldn't be going, how the reporters are reacting, how the mistress is reacting, how the sister is reacting, how the detective is reacting. It's really not that interesting, in my opinion. And then ultimately you get to the final episode where the killers are. And so I, I kind of already talked about the spoilers and everything. So. Um, I think it's the end of episode two we find Nick um, uh, dead in, was it a river or something like that? 
And at that point, you know, oh, it's on. It's like, oh, shit, you know, the, the, uh, the main character is done. And now we have a mystery on our hands. And I love a good mystery. I've, I've covered tons of shows that have a good mystery. But like I said, dividing it like this does not exactly, um, you know, the, the, the mystery is not exactly the most compelling part of this. They, they do try to put in like little red herrings to say, oh, you know, who is, who's his son talking to? His son's are acting awfully suspicious. I mean, his oldest son is like, like, I didn't do anything. You know, like the director kept telling the oldest son, I don't remember his name as a, I don't remember Kai, Ethan, Ethan, Ethan is just told the entire time to look, as suspicious as hell, <laughs> you know, straight inconspicuous. <laughs> oh my gosh. He was, uh, that, that son just looked like he had, he was acting like he had pot and a, a police store, sorry, a police store, a police uh, department. <laughs> the dude was acting like he was like another one. Oh, geez. So anyways, the second episode, we talk about Roshan and a little bit about his uh, background. I got to say, I didn't feel like most of the people, most of the people were not likable in this series. They keep saying how great of a guy Nick is. And the only things that we're really seeing, like flashbacks of him, uh, this entourage-ass guy, um, Adrian, isn't his name Adrian from Entourage? Um is that he's a really great guy and everyone he talks to is, you know, okay. They, they like him. Uh, his students like him. Although one of his students is kind of like acting all weird and stuff like that. Fucking don't, don't talk to me. Oh God. Um, and then his uh, partner or his, the other coach at um, the school is acting like a complete ass. He's kind of acting like a, uh, an abusive asshole so everyone's kind of meant to be playing like something very suspicious except for the one lady that it ends up being um and of course his wife his wife is uh uh there's just on top of the numerous things that they make this guy go through so uh my biggest problem i'm trying to rearrange my thoughts in my head my biggest problem on top of everything i've said uh, were that the kidnapping has almost nothing to do. Well, it, it, it sort of has something to do with his death, but it's so loosely in a way that it doesn't have that much to do with his death. It feels like what they did was, all right, they're like, let's have a kidnapping and a murderer, but let's take away the two suspects and have them be like separate parties. And that's kind of interesting in a way, but it's like, it also creates just like a completely two episode prong that we didn't even need. Like, I felt like this could have easily been a four episode series um, instead of in, in focus, like 30 minutes on each character. Don't do like a full 40 to an hour or whatever. This was, a, these were long episodes. They were too long for my, my taste. Um, yeah. 40 to 50 minute episodes each. Uh, so yeah. Anyways, so all the things that we find out that this guy has done, hasn't done, does he deserve to be kidnapped? Uh, he ends up being kidnapped by uh, a girl's brother. And this girl was having an online affair with Nick. The thing was, she didn't know it wasn't Nick. Nick was not doing all these affairs. It was another teacher pretending to be Nick. And that's where it's like oh my god becky can you believe it it's like it's like oh what the fuck and so this teacher that is pretending to be nick uh is got access to all of his like personal accounts and stuff like that and um <laughs> and nobody all she's having multiple affairs with multiple women digitally using a voice enhancer changer on her computer so she can talk and sound like a male or sound like Nick. Um, and <laughs> it's not exactly sound like Nick. It sounds like a male, I guess. And when they confront all these ladies, when they confront the ladies about it, uh, you know, 
were you talking to Nick? Were you actually talking to Nick? And he's like, uh, they're like, uh, that wasn't, that wasn't Nick's voice. Oh my God. Who the fuck was that? They, they usual suspects are ass. Now, now, what I mean by that is when we are having flashbacks about something that didn't really happen, I call that usual, I, I call that usual suspecting our ass <laughs> because there are people in the show, the mistress specifically, that is having affairs in her head with Nick. Not real affairs in her head, but they show them making love. And I'm pretty sure that they go to the nth degree of this mistress going on like national television. And then the the national television reporter has to get involved in the case. And then we have to figure out how the national reporter is kind of an asshole himself. And then we follow him. And there's there's so much bullshit going on in this. I was uh, floored. I was floored by how ridiculous this was. Um, I almost want to just recommend watching the first episode and the last episode if you wanted to see some crazy dumb bullshit. Um, because honestly, it was laughable at points, completely unbelievable. And um, yeah, and like I said, it doesn't feel like it's it's not it's not bad acting. It's not like it's uh, that's not bad direction. It's not like it looks bad. It, it, it looks great. I think it looks better than i would have expected this seems like a, a plot that should have been on like a hallmark of some sort or some sort of lifetime if it, it felt like uh, if uh, lifetime was continuing to do like the u type television you know let's get a little bit more gritty but not too gritty you know um that's kind of that kind of thing let's talk about the last episode real quick hold on uh oh yeah i do want to say the different the different people in this episode in the season i'll kind of go down real quick pia brewer um there's some things about her that we find out in the second episode that i that were kind of making her a little bit more not that great it says pia admits that a few months ago nick came to her to be treated for bruises asking her to keep us between them notification on the geo nick where the public marks have been found but it was Oh yeah, so we yeah we, we find out that Nick had uh, approached somebody that was having an affair with his wife, you know, rightfully so. Whoop his ass. Um, we also find out like Detective Roshan, he does not feel welcome at this police station, and the police station literally floods his office with all of his Tinder pictures, blows up blows up like the photos and everything and it's like jesus where's the professionalism here it's like oh my god i guess it's clickbait for your ass it's like what it's like take it easy it's like you can't be the first cop to ever have a a, a tender like my jesus so anyways uh pia kind of interesting not you know she's just sad the whole time she's always like oh my god nick um and then we have uh sophie brewer the wife of nick we remember Ga uh, betty gabriel from uh get out i believe she was great in that and this she's just having like a thousand different flashbacks of like nick and then also this other guy who she's having an affair with which i don't really feel get really that explored enough at the end i feel like pia is just like okay i, it's, I guess it's okay that you had an affair with them i mean they, they 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 duke it out but not really duke it out um so yeah roshan amir he does not feel like he belongs in that uh police department i i, I kind of feel bad for him but he doesn't actually really feel like that likable of a guy because he's still hitting on pia the entire time um Abraham Lim as Ben Park is the ruthless uh, reporter and an associate producer um, for GBZ Online who follows Nick's case and is determined to interview the family. This guy is just a piece of ass, Cole. <laughs> he's, he, he's just going like the extra mile to be uh, terrible into these, you know, tearing into their lives and trying to understand and you know get the story it's like it's is it really worth it breaking in people's houses falsifying being a, a, a doordash ass um 
So yeah, Adrian Green. Greener as Nick Brewer, a uh, family man who went missing after a video of him holding a sign that says, I abuse women and all that. Um, yeah, the thing about Adrian is that we're just told how great of a guy is. We hear a couple of things about how, you know, and see how he's talking to some other individuals in the um, in the series. You know, he talks to his coworkers. It seems like, you know, people generally people really like him. Um that actually know him, not like online and stuff, falsifying. Um, but let me see. Model G Foster is Curtis Hamilton, a former colleague of Sophia's, whom she had an affair. Um, oh, yeah. Curtis is the guy she, his wife is having an affair with. And I think Curtis beat up Nick at one point. I think it was the second episode they find that out. Um, and once again, I feel like that has nothing to do with later in the story. <laughs> you know, it's like, uh, okay. Um, and Jesse Collins is Emma Beasley, a woman who claimed to be Nick's mistress. Usual suspect our ass. Told her, get her out of here. She lied. So let's talk about this last episode before we sign off. Because I think I've kind of ripped it a new one and just saying that this, a lot of it doesn't make sense. So this last episode, I was like laughing at most of this, most of these points. Uh, I just didn't believe anything really bad was going to happen. My, my blood my BPMs was like relatively like low on the scale, but I was, anytime I'd laugh, I was like, eh. <laughs> it would make me just like, this is ridiculous. Oh my gosh. So episode eight is the answer. Um, Ethan realizes that Kai was on his computer and saw the location that Allison sent. Um, Allison and Ethan, I gotta say, have their entire, an entire episode to themselves, which is entirely not needed. They don't need to have a, a full, um, a full, they don't need a full episode on this of his son looking guilty as hell, like texting somebody and like, yeah, I've met her before. Uh, and then like, we're, we're following him and it's just ultimately not that interesting. And then they have like some connection and she's like, um, hi, you know, um, did you, uh, did you expect this to be the way I looked? And I'm, uh, he's like, yeah, I guess. And uh, I don't know. I, I really don't know. It's, it feels like, uh, padded on time. It didn't need to be that long. Okay, so um, uh, so yeah, we find out a little bit later that uh, Pia and Nick's father committed suicide, which would mean Nick would have never uh, pushed Sarah Harold uh, Sarah into suicide. Um, and so we slowly find out like almost everything bad that they've said about this guy, you, you know, he might've really been a great guy. <laughs> he really seems like he wasn't that bad of a guy. Um, and then we find out the majority of the time he was innocent. Um, let me see, let me see. So yeah, Kai is about to show up at these people's house where he doesn't even know what he's going to do. I mean, he just rolls up, walks up out of nowhere. I don't know how far he's been walking or how long he's been doing this. Took a bus, I don't know, um, with a baseball bat. And he just shows up at these, these people's house and he's like about to whoop some ass. And then so um, ignoring the messages and calls from Ethan and Sophie, Kai knocks on the door of the catfish where Nick's colleague Dawn answers. Kai believes that the location he found was an elaborate prank by Ethan and accepts uh, Dawn and her husband Ed's invitation to come in before they drive him home. And of course we got the white suburban couple. They, they, they couldn't have done anything. I mean, yeah, they're always, they're, they're innocent, right? I mean, just look kind of like older white suburban couple. <laughs> what could they have done? Um, after learning how Kyle, uh, Kai found them, the two leave leave him in the dining room as Ed retrieves a gun and tell Don that he was going to end this. Two years ago, that <laughs> he's going to end this, and it's just not even necessary. You could just let him go at that point. You don't you have to like let him come to a like? I understand that they they have this is perfect opportunity for them to leave. They don't need to have him at this point. They they're just 
making it a lot more difficult for themselves is what I'm saying. Okay, so um, so Ed retrieves the gun. He's like, he's like, honey, I ain't going to jail. <laughs> uh, two years ago, when Nick first began working at as a uh, working at the college, oh, he's he's a college guy. Uh, he asked Don for help in setting up his computer, and the process of all of gaining all his usernames and uh, sorry. He asked Don for help in setting up his computer in the process, gaining all of his usernames and passwords. Later that night, out of curiosity, Don discovers a dating profile that Nick made briefly and abandoned when he was angry at Sophie. So that's when he made it. I kind of forgot when he when he had done it um, and begins. She begins to impersonate him. She begins to set up multiple dating sites, profiles using. Uh, Nick's photos and is eventually discovered by Ed and is disgusted and storms out. Let me talk about that night a little bit. So this is when we find out that Dawn has been doing this entire like operation of like hacking into um, Nick's like dating profiles, creating all these different like pseudonyms and stuff like that. And um, I'm doing like mustache for different people. <laughs> um, but anyways, she's doing all this crazy shit. It's like, Don, dude, take, take it easy, girl. Like, uh, like highly illegal shit. And she's using all of his pictures and stuff, like straight up impersonating him, using um, this voice modulator to make herself sound different, having like uh, sexting and uh, phone sex calls and shit like that. And she- <laughs> like oh my gosh and it's turning dawn on that rhymes turning dawn on enough that she's going and she's saying things to the the mistress online like hey baby boo how are you and that's specific things that she would say to ed and so when she would jump in bed with ed she'd be like hey baby boo how are you and she wanted to have sex with ed and so ed's like all right honey and i thought we were about to see some like uh mid 50s or 60s couple just straight bucking on netflix i was like damn they don't give a yuck but they do a little cut and they've had sex and they bumped the uglies they've done the nasty um i I think they're old enough that we don't have to worry about pregnancy but you know just wanted to point that out there (laughs) um uh so anyways like ed is like uh gonna go grab some water or something like that after they're done and he's like walking out and you hear like this, uh, the laptops notification thing going on. Bloop. Don's like, and you hear bloop. Don's like, Ed. And you hear bloop. And she's like, Ed. And you hear bloop. <laughs> and she's like walking down the hall. And all of a sudden it turns into a fucking like uh, a horror film at one point. I mean, it's a scary thriller or something like that. And she's like, how? Oh my god and uh (laughs) and she sees ed and he's like looking at the laptop and seeing all these fucking notifications from the mistresses that she's been uh talking to and she sees and he sees like it's uh, this random guy because uh, I don't think he knows who Danny is. And it says like, you know, hey, baby boo. And it's clearly written from Dawn's point of view to these mistresses. He's like, this is obsession. Get the fuck. Oh, my God. And she starts fucking wigging out and just storms the fuck out. And she's like, that fucking leave me. Oh, my God. <laughs> and so it's just like jesus and so we fast forward a little bit further and um, and uh, oh my gosh let me let me continue this a little bit so ed is disgusted and storms out so on the same night as this occurs sarah burton um repeatedly messages uh, to ask why she's being ignored. Annoyed, Dawn goats her into committing suicide when she is threatened to do so. And 
so they don't even have like any rapport. It's not even like the main girl that she's having an affair with. I'm not saying that you should ever do this. Obviously this is, uh, first of all, I think it's illegal to do that. But second of all, it's like, uh, it's, it didn't feel like she had created enough of a rapport with this one lady, Sarah, for it to, for Don to have leverage of telling her to commit suicide. I'm, I, I'm not any, I'm not here to tell anyone, you know, what type of leverage you would need to tell somebody to do that type of shit. Cause that's fucking heinous and terrible. But if they're going to do it from the fictional believability, they didn't even do the legwork of saying like, well, they've been talking for months. It, it was like, she had so many different profiles of random women uh, that were Dan- Danny. She, she is Danny. We're talking to um, that. She just be, really became overwhelmed. And she's like, you know what? Fuck it. Go kill yourself or something like that. And it's like, that's fucked up. But it's like from us as uh, viewers, we don't really know Sarah's mindset at all and really all we got is kind of like the retaliation of that we got like her brother saying you know uh her brother was kind of like speaking for her in a way and we find out her brother is a piece of shit earlier i think um but yeah so uh and he works for some weird spyware company that does exactly what they should be doing to this website at the beginning. You know, this is okay to stream. This is not okay to stream. This is okay to stream. This is not okay to stream. It's so random. So, um, yeah, let me, uh, let me finish the synopsis. So, yeah, I don't think they did the legwork to, for this lady who apparently killed herself uh, for Dawn to have that kind of leverage. That's, that was my, that was my problem. So, uh, yeah. In the present day, Ed and Don pretend to drive Kai home as Sophie and Pia, Pia looking like Sia, arrive at now empty house, at the now empty house, and learn that Don was the catfish. Realizing something is amiss, Kai attempts to contact his family, only for Don to throw out his phone of the car. And it, at that point, I'm like, Kai, if you felt like there was something weird going on, first of all, why didn't you grab your bat? Second of all, why do you have your phone out right where she can fucking see that? I thought that he was going to be a little bit smarter than that, but I was like, no, that that's not <laughs> that's not this show. Um, so, yeah, she's like, fuck it. And he's like, hey, that's my phone. And so, uh, yeah, the Don is like, all right. Um, yeah, we're going to go through with this. And like she and Ed are like looking at each other like, ooh. You know, like, what are we gonna do? You know, you could have just let him go and you would have been able to get away faster. I don't understand what the, the there was no point in keeping Kai I, at this point. If you're planning on not trying to go to jail and stuff like that, I don't know. And it was weird because I felt like Ed was the one in the right until he's the one deciding to bring the gun and he's the one shooting at Kai. And then it's like Don was going to admit wrongdoing and shit like that. It's like that doesn't really why why you got to do all that. So anyways, Ed didn't have to do, go that that hard. They bring him to a ranch nearby and keep him inside a trailer, Kai. Um, there, Kai learns that uh, learns that after Simon released Nick, he came to confront Don about using his pictures and name to catfish women and drive Sarah Burton to suicide. Sorry. Nick. Sorry. <laughs> this is a handful. Kai learns that after Simon released Nick, he came to confront Don about using his pictures and name to catfish women and drive Sarah Burton to suicide. While Don attempts to deny doing so, Nick points out that she is the only person he can find to about Sophie's affair, and she had access to his computer. Nick attempts to bring Don to the police, but Ed strikes him on the head, repeatedly killing him. And this is when Nick's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. 
like wigging out on Dawn. And she's like, oh my God, you know, like doing this. And she's like, there's nothing at that point where I felt like Ed needed to come in and straight bonk is this dude on the fucking head. Um, like, and then you fucking, like, you'd knock him, like, he's fucking, like, sitting down. He is clearly concussed with his head, like, got Tweety Birds all fucking around him. And then fucking Ed's like, wa-boom! And then swipes him across the face with the fucking, uh, the hammer. And it's just, like, all of a sudden, Ed is a fucking killer. And it's not like Ed is, like, trying to, like, save his wife in a way. I mean, it's not like Nick is, like, over there doing, like, he's, Nick is, like, sh- shaking his wife. But it's not like he's, like, attacking her or anything like that. Nick, Nick goes into, he goes into the uh, the household of Ed and Dawn. And then are they're just, like, all of a sudden doing this thing. It's just, he's just, like, shaking. He goes straight for the water, which I really enjoyed that detail. I got to say that I enjoy the detail of him being kidnapped and going straight into the uh the kitchen of needing water it's not like he went to he went straight there and he's like like don i can't believe you did this shit he's like i need a little bit of water and then all of a sudden bitch what the fuck you know he like he just he starts spazzing and shit like that so uh yeah so nick uh nick attempts to bring don to the place but ed strikes him uh on the head repeatedly and killing him kai escapes the trailer but is almost shot by ed the two of them chase after him where he attempts to hide in a stable meanwhile roshan and uh the police uh, department arrive and begin to search for the ranch hearing sophie call out for him kai comes out of hiding but runs into ed and so i gotta say that i knew this was gonna happen first of all the blocking in this last episode is so ridiculous the blocking in this episode is like uh they're going down like a very wide ass road okay picture a wide ass road in like south carolina or like well you know in the south of something it looked like a plantation farm almost and there's the big lining trees on the side, you know, so there's trees up on the side, but if you go on the opposite side of the road and the trees, you can clearly see like there's open fields and stuff like that. So it's not like if like, if you're, you're either in the open of a road or you're in the, or you're on the outside of the skirts of the trees. Cause it's not like they're woods. They're just like planted individual trees. And so the blocking in this is so ridiculous. Cause it's like when people are running down this road, they look like they're trying to like escape somebody, but where the fuck are you running? There's only just wide open plane. And so there's this one part where like Don is, she sees the cops. She's like, Oh my God, it is the funniest fucking scene. She had this, she's like the same. 60, she's over 60 years old, I, I guarantee. I, and I don't mean to put people in their 60s down or anything like that, you know, that, but there's people that are in great shape, but she is not about to do like a fucking marathon sprint from the fucking cops. They're like, stop, halt, lady, halt. And she's like, <laughs> it was so fucking funny. Um, so yeah, and she's like, you gotta take me to Kai. You gotta, you gotta let me see Kai. It's like, what the fuck? You don't even know Kai. It's like the, 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 the reasoning to have the murderers on scene and on set of all of this is just not really, it doesn't make any fucking sense to be honest. Um, but it, it's laughable at mostly these last few scenes. And so hearing Sophie call out for him, Kai comes out of hiding and runs unfortunately into ed roshan and the police and at this point they're shooting at kai when he's running they're like come here kid we're not gonna do anything boom oh whoops you know we're not gonna do anything boom <laughs> it's like are you gonna not do anything or are you gonna shoot him because you're you're not you're saying you're not gonna hurt him but you're shooting at him at the same time so kai comes out of hunting running into their head roshan and the police find dawn and arrest her while ed holds kai at gunpoint dawn convinces ed to let kai go but ed refuses to be arrested and forces the police down to shoot him which ed uh kind of it, it was kind of predictable but it's like ed it's like i can't do it honey i can't do it. So it's like fuck i'm getting out of here um so sorry it sounded like someone was walking through uh don convinces ed to let kai go but ed refuses to be arrested and forces the police to shoot him in the aftermath uh Sophie puts Nick's pictures back up. Now that it's clear that Nick has never cheated on her. Hmm, that's always good. But 
she was cheating on Nick, so it wasn't fucking matter. <laughs> At uh, Nick's funeral, Roshan tells Pia that Tara has decided to press charges against Matt. I guess that's that's good. Was uh, I can't remember. It was Tara the volleyball girl? Let me see. I'm pretty sure Tara was the volleyball girl, and she was telling him it was weird. Ben attempts to da, 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 da. okay. Tara, Tara, Tara. Nick was Vince reveals that before Simon was arrested, there were rumors that Nick was were was involved with one of the volleyball girls, Tara Wilson. Pia asked Tara if she had a had a relationship with Nick, but she insisted they did not. Nick was telling her to stop her relationship with someone else and not to quit the team. The guy Tara was seeing a guy that began harassing her and eventually, eventually began posting naked pictures. Oh, so Tara had naked pictures posted of her online. As Pia presses further, Tara reveals that after reveals that she was seeing Matt. I think Matt was so seeing Matt. Pia goes to Nick's workplace to help with the Nick's colleagues. Dawn gains access to Matt's computer. Pia finds naked photos of Pia. Sorry, Pia finds naked photos of Tara and pictures of Nick that were used for online dating profiles. Okay, so yeah, that's where she she finds all that. Um, that 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 that. Yeah, and so okay, so. Matt has to be the uh, other guy. Matt? Was he the... Hold on, I just want to... Yeah, I'm pretty... I just want to confirm that Matt was the other guy. Sorry, I'm supposed to have this in front of me already. Well, I don't know. Best friend, colleague. Yeah, uh, yeah, Matt was the other guy. He was an asshole on this. That guy played a big asshole on this. So, um, anyways, let's see how everyone's feeling about this. Oh God, please no, please don't give me a second season. Oh, please don't give me a second season. Uh, I don't think that it's going to have a second season based on what I'm looking at. Roxana Hadida writing for rogerebert.com wrote clickbait is a reminder of why netflix series become such hits in the first place a cast of recognizable serviceable actors dive with uh, melodrama and zeal into a narrative that defies logical sense but moves at a breakneck pace ends and on cliffhangers like clockwork and incorporates just enough zig and zags to keep the viewers guessing um I think that's a nice way of saying it. I was not exactly as positive on this. I felt like it was more of a waste of time instead of more like entertaining time. It was the type type of show that I was doing laundry with and the, uh, doing laundry to in the background. So it's like, it's a big background watch. Nothing, nothing, nothing fascinating about it. But anyway, let me know what you thought about clickbait. Let me know what you thought about the review. Let me know how I can improve. Let me know um what else you're looking for check out luckadowpodcast.com check out patreon.com luckadowpodcast you can get this review live on twitch you can get it uh mastered on soundcloud and you can get it uh you can see my beautiful face on youtube and you can get the full Do you review know where nick is patreon. right now People seem determined to think the worst of my brother. It's a long way to go.